Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day-to-day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. What up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Kim Doyle Show. I, of course, am Kim Doyle. I'm uh, really, really excited for all kinds of reasons. And it's been a while since I've started a post or a podcast. Uh, Obviously, I write the show notes, hence the post, even though you're listening to this. Uh, And I guess technically I'm not. um, I'm starting this with a quote. Although I don't know if I'm actually starting it with a quote since I am explaining it before I share it. But this feels really appropriate for this episode. It's a wonderful quote, and it is by Victor Hugo. And it is, nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. So hopefully you are not tired of hearing this yet. Uh, But I shared last week that I am officially moving to Costa Rica. Oh my goodness, you guys. And you're, you're, I'm sorry, but probably until I'm there, I'll do little updates here and there. I'm going to get more into that. But um, yeah, I, I signed a contract for a year lease beginning June 1st. And this is something that I've been thinking about for probably close to 10 years. Not necessarily moving to Costa Rica, but moving out of the country. And let me tell you, today's episode, if just to reiterate, is, of course, I'm scared. Here we go. <laughs> so that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to relate all this and I'm going to go off script. I, I'm guessing a bunch. So bear with me. I have so much happening. Um, I have two weeks left in Boise from tomorrow. I'll be in California for two months at my dad's, seeing family and friends, taking care of business, storage, all that good stuff. Anyway, so, you know, this desire to move out of the country, it really started from a place of curiosity and wonder. And there's nothing like life events to make you start reevaluating things. And for what it's worth, you know, most of you know my story. I was widowed in 2003. You guys, like, I really thought my life was going to be the, you know, married, raise our kids, suburbia, work for companies we liked. Although I will say this, I always, always, always have known that there was something else I was supposed to do with my life. I tried my hand at other entrepreneurial ventures, and it was from a desire to be around for my kids, right, that I started this. But the curiosity to live outside of the US. I mean, (laughs) it's so amazing. If you guys have never done this, I'm sure you have, we all do this. But look back at a belief you had or a thought you had about something and flip it to where you are today and, and look at the massive change in growth. So as an example, you know, I've never really been somebody who wanted to live in a city. Uh, I do appreciate visiting a city from time to time. You know, I was born in San Francisco, fifth generation, but my parents moved out to suburbia when I was like two. So, you know, my life, my entire life has been in suburbia. And I honestly never wanted anything else until probably 2002. In 2002, I was in one of my best friend's wedding. 
which took place in Italy. Her husband is Italian. My daughter was a flower girl and I was a bridesmaid. That trip changed everything for me. You know, growing up, oops, I just knocked the mic. Uh, growing up, my parents, we did a lot of family vacations and stuff. Um, mostly to, what's the biggest trip we took? It was probably we did a, a motorhome trip to the World Expo in Canada in 1986. It was a blast. My parents were very big on family vacations, but it was usually Disneyland, Tahoe. My dad took us camping, we Hawaii, that kind of stuff. I don't mean that dismissively, but I just mean that we didn't travel abroad. And that my parents really took advantage of, my sister was a flight attendant for United for years all pre 9-11 she was actually stuck in hong kong at 9-11 which is scary she's in a completely different industry now but pre 9-11 my parents could fly free anywhere standby it was that she had buddy passes and i and it was just amazing <laughs> my parents literally went to europe on business and first class a couple of times it was crazy but i just had never had this big desire i just wasn't that interested in traveling so you know just full transfer so i was 32 um, in 2002. And I just, it, I was like, ah, okay. Like I just, I didn't see, I was, I don't know you guys life is crazy, but anyway. So the cool thing is once you get outside of your comfort zone and you realize how much more there is to experience in the world, you see things differently. That trip changed everything to me. I just remember being there and I was in awe. It was such a unique experience to see a how other people lived and, you know, being in, in downtown Florence, you know, at 10 o'clock at night and there's families out and people are just leisurely sitting and having coffee and, you know, and ice cream and, or just a glass of wine. It just, there was, it was such a different feeling. I feel like it woke me up to a certain extent. And, um, you know, even if you don't want to live out of the country or travel much, I cannot recommend the value in having those experiences. It's it's really, really important. And so once I went to Italy, it was like, I just, now mind you, I'm going to be super transparent here too. It was the trip of a lifetime in that, I mean, my parents went to the wedding, my sister came, another friend was in the wedding, and we got to do all these cool things with them, like a wine tasting on a rooftop in Florence, right? with an Italian. So we had her husband is Carrara. We had him there to, you know, kind of usher stuff in. And so we got a, a sort of an insider's look at everything, but it was, it was amazing. It was just such a wonderful experience. And so once I had done that, I knew that I wanted that for my kids. And, you know, we did the same thing, Disneyland, we went to Hawaii with my parents in 2008, that type of stuff and, and took my kids on trips frequently. But I wanted them to experience something different. And in 2013, we went and stayed with a friend that I met online and her kids in Scotland. And it was really important. I remember too, my kids were, um, oh God, let's see. So my son was 13. My daughter's probably, wait, 2013. Yeah. I'm like, can I do math? Like 12 and 16 or something, right? But anyway, it was it was good for them to see also, you know, in the United States, everything is bigger. Them, unless you're in a city, right? But most things are a lot bigger here, especially in suburbia, way far out. We have more property. We The houses are bigger. Everything is just bigger. And I just thought it was a great experience for them to, A, experience another culture. I know, you know, they speak English and all of that there, but it was, 
it was just good for them to see and also appreciate what they had. So it was an amazing trip. And then I, my daughter and I went to the South of France in 2015. Um, she loves traveling. She's been to Paris and London. This is not about look at our passports. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cheesy. My point um, is that, you know, you make those things happen. And I always joke around with being in, having been in California, the Bay area, it's a, it's a six hour drive down to Disneyland. It's very easy to do. And it still feels like vacation. And I love Disney as much as the next person. My parents, like we grew up, they were just magical trips. My parents loved Disney, all that stuff. But at the same time, it's a little bit on the commercial side of things. And, you know, a trip to Disneyland at a Disney hotel will easily run you if you do it all 3000 plus. I'm like, that is a trip to Europe. <laughs> you know, I would, I'm at a point in my life where I just, I will always love Disney and go back when it opens. Um, but I have a much bigger desire and craving at this stage in my life to experience something different. Like I can't wait to go back to Disneyland with grandkids someday. Right. That'll be really fun. So, but for my kids, you know, like having ex- shown them those experiences, you know, they both have plenty of time to travel and both have a desire to see and experience things outside of their day to day. I.e. my job here is done. I mean, my daughter graduates in May and she has already said, I don't want a job job. I want to travel. I want to write. I want to, maybe I want to go do an internship, you know, at a bakery in France for free for a few months, knowing she's got online income and, and all of that. So this is not a judgment about if you don't want that, do want that. All I'm saying is I think there's so much value in stepping outside of your comfort zone and you can baby step. I did that. I, I've always sort of baby stepped my way in. And I joke that maybe I'd be further along in my business had I just jumped in and done something. But more than anything at this stage in my life is I really, really trust the process. Okay, back to Costa Rica. So Costa Rica was not really on my radar until my therapist just told me she had property there. And so every now and then I would ask her a little bit about her experiences there, why she liked it so much, which then made me look a little deeper into the country itself. And I remember way back when this is before I had sold my house uh, in California, which was like 2016. And um, I remember years prior to that thinking, could I do that? Like, could I give up the quote unquote creature comforts for lack of a better word? I mean, it's not like a third world country guys, but you know, I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's certainly a different experience. There isn't a hop in the car and run to target to pick up something or I just like going to the movies tonight which none of us remember that from last year anyways, right? But it really wasn't on my radar. And, you know, was it? I'm trying to think when it was, but even last year, I started looking at Portugal and coming to, I'm all over the place, guys, bear with me. I told you I was going to be, but if I back up a little bit, a lot of people have asked me, you know, what made you pick Idaho? And this was really, um, my therapist said this, I thought it was so funny. It's kind of my get out of jail free card. Not that I was in jail in California, but Boise was my, can I do this? Can I move out of California away from my family and friends? Is this something that I could do? And logically your brain tells you, yeah, but you don't know until you experience it. And I would say 
I don't know, probably by last summer, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is the place for me. Winter solidified that. But um, I started looking at Portugal. There's a couple different types of visas you can get for Portugal. And it was pretty involved. And with the pandemic, in order to even start the visa process, you have to go to, there's only three consulates open in the US. I'd have to go to San Francisco. I tried making an appointment, which I got for March of 2022. (laughs) And then I found out there's other ways to get in, blah, blah, blah. But it's a pretty involved process for either a retiree or self-employed. You can go in on what's called a D2 visa. And so I started looking at that and I was like, wow. And the reason I looked a little bit more at Portugal too is because I wasn't aware that Costa Rica has fiber optic internet now. They've got high speed internet. That was my biggest concern, really. Anyways, circling back to some of this, I think we can all, you know, really own that why we start our own business. Obviously, you have to have a passion for what you do to a certain extent. And I'm not saying like, you know, I mean, there are people that it's in their blood to write. They wake up and they need to write or they need to paint or, you know, they just have this affinity. Their, their mind gets developers, engineers, whatever it is, right? They're, they're those people. And then, <coughs> excuse me, there's people like me who love what I do, but I love it because it allows me the lifestyle that I want. And I do have fun. I love creating content. I enjoy podcasting. I have fallen in love with writing. I love the fact that I literally have friends all over the world. It's nuts. Anyway, I did start my business because I wanted freedom. I wanted freedom to be home for my kids, to not have to commute and create the quality of life that I wanted. Like I said earlier, like I just, I always felt there was something else I was supposed to do with my life outside of having a job and working for someone else. I really, I just, I never knew what that was. I just kept pursuing it, you guys. I handful of things, you know, some of you know my story and I literally opened and ran a physical scrapbook store, retail store for a couple of years, 1998, way back when. And I, so I did all those things. I, I mean, I tried network marketing. I tried insurance. I tried in real estate. I simply kept going because I knew there, there was that balance that I wanted of freedom to live life on my terms and do something I enjoyed. So none of those things did I enjoy the way I enjoy what I do now. And here's just a little side note. I say this to my son all the time, that he's he's 20. And I just remind him that what I do for a living did not exist when I was 20. I mean, when you think about that, you guys, like I, I shared this um, article, and I'll have to, I should link to it in the post. I shared this article on my personal profile on Facebook um, earlier this week. And it was a 20 something who recorded something his grandmother was talking about. And she was, <laughs> it's funny, the older I get, I'm like, oh, she's only 66. Like, that's not old, right? But when you're in your 20s, 66 feels old. But anyway, and she was talking about, you know, use your 20s to acquire, meaning acquire relationships and experiences and go, you've got the rest of your life. I, you know, gone are the days of I'm going to do this for the next 30 years, retire. Nobody buys that anymore. Not to mention the idea of putting off pleasure and enjoyment and experiences till you're older in life. It just, it feels a little bit ass backwards, right? I, I don't know. It does to me. And the other piece of that is, I, you know, at 30, you're still young. You've got so much life ahead of you. 
I, I don't know. Anyway, so I, I really am all about experiences. So I remind my kids of that all the time. And I am constantly telling them, go, go do the things, pick a place to live that you want to live. You know, as I, um, it's been interesting with this announcement of this move to Costa Rica, where to see who's like, well, how do the kids feel about this? I'm like, my kids think it's fantastic. My daughter is going to come with me to help us get settled. Us meaning me and the dogs. And uh, so like hopefully a week, 10 days, whatever. Um, my son will obviously come visit. I want to bring them down together. because You know, it, it's <laughs> we're just going to figure it out as we go. But th- they just think it's fantastic. They're both living independently and have their own lives. They know I support them pursuing. You know, my son was telling me the other day, he's like, I think I might want to move to Austin. I'm like, do it, do it you know, and it makes it a lot easier. Like when I think back to what I've been able to do that at their age, no, I was super, um, very, very close to my parents. Obviously my mom's not here anymore and I am super close to my dad, but with FaceTime and being able to see people, it, it just, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel as far away if that makes sense. My whole point in all of this, and I am going to get into business. I promise I want you to walk away with something somewhat tangible besides my life stories is that there's something to be said for having tenacity and simply continuing to move forward. I have decided that I'm going to do a separate site for my journey to and about Costa Rica. I have zero desire or intention to turn that into any way, shape or form of a business. It's truly going to be for fun. Um, I'll, I've got the domain name and I'll be sharing that soonish. Um, and I'll do some updates through the podcast and my personal brand as well. But if you want to follow that journey in more depth, I'll let you know where to subscribe pretty soon. And I'm even toying with the idea. This feels so self-serving, but that's okay. Of doing a podcast so that I can interview other entrepreneurs and business owners in the area that I'm going to be, which is the West Coast Pacific side, uh, Guanacaste. And I just feel like it'd be a great way to connect with people. And I'm sure there will, just like I've done with this podcast, when it was the WordPress chick, I've connected with people and made some great friendships and relationships. And that is one of the things I'm most excited about is having a little bit more of a community, which I've already, um, you know, just being in a community, I've connected with people in Facebook groups, I've been invited to coffee, and someone does Tuesday night dinners, I'm like, this is gonna be really fun. So you know, and I will keep it real, I promise, um, over there, but I will, I'll let you know. So let's kind of pivot to being scared and doing it anyway. And there is a book, which believe it or not, I've not read this book. I believe it's Susan Jeffers, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. So what does all this have to do with my business or better yet, your business? It has everything to do with it. So often I see people waiting to have everything perfect or they have a preconceived idea of what they need in place before they launch something or they make an offer or they publish. You know, we have instant access to compare ourselves. So it's, it is not easy. It's hard not to feel like we should be doing more. We should be more. We should have more. The freaking more never ends. The more never ever ends, right? It's like a to-do list with online marketing. There is always more you can be doing. Water break, sorry. 
even when you complete a project or a launch or you make an offer, you, you publish a post, a podcast, a video, there's always the next step, right? So you have to make peace with the process and the journey. And part of that, sorry, this is my life in Boise. I'm literally wrapped in a blanket as I sit here interviewing, interviewing, recording. Uh, but I have to shut the door so the dogs don't bark at anything and I'm hot. So it, there's just, it never, never ends. And so if you can get to a place where, here's an example. I dig with podcasting and newsletters and email, those few things that I'm like, those are calendared. And I know, and eh, the podcast is on track again. I've had a couple of weeks just, and it's probably going to be like that until I am situated and settled in Costa Rica. But I don't stress over anymore, you guys. I schedule things in. I do the best I can. I show up. Hashtag just show up. And I engage. That's it. I refuse to spend any more time beating myself up because it's just nonsense. And it happens in your head. It doesn't get you closer. It, it doesn't help you feel better. I mean, it's it, it serves zero purpose. So let's just go ahead and say that. So you have to make peace with the process and the journey. And one thing that I've been doing, total non sequitur here, guys, but one thing that I've been doing, I have mentioned earlier that I set this intention last year that I wanted to just raise my vibration. I had no idea what that looked like. I asked my therapist if she was game. I'm like, I don't know what this means. I'm going to throw this out to you. And it's been phenomenal. And this is nuts, guys. I'm literally sitting here thinking, Wow, last March at this time, I was planning a move to Boise. And I when I look at what I've accomplished and how I feel today and what is happening in the next three months, it's kind of nuts. And it doesn't have to be a move, but all I'm saying is that when you're in it, it feels like, oh, it's going to take forever, this or that. And I had so many ups and downs here. Oh, I like it here. Ah, it's too cold. Ah, it's suburbia. And it just, I, I just went all over. I ran the game with it, right? So here, here's another example. Since declaring or sharing, I don't know how, I'm going to go ahead and say declaring because I feel like I need to do this claiming it thing that I'm going to go all in with email marketing and newsletters under my personal brand and all of the content marketing stuff, for lack of a better word, will be done through Content Creators Planner. So since I've made that declaration, I have definitely had my fair share of imposter syndrome rearing its ugly head, truthfully. Back in back in the WordPress chick days, I felt this all the time. It was easy when I was just getting started, 2008, because I didn't know any better, right? That ignorance is bliss. There is massive truth to that statement. When you don't know better, it's like, you just go at it with this childlike excitement and enthusiasm for what you're doing and you're not attached to stuff, you know? So knowledge is power, right? I don't remember who said that, but at the same time, it can also F you at the drive-thru, right? That was a line from uh, Lethal Weapon. But I-, I felt that all the time. I got in, the deeper I got into the WordPress space, the more I felt it. It wasn't until I found my own little niche, my, which was, this was my tagline. And I would say I probably, it took me, let's see, I started 2008. I pivoted 2017. 
It, it was, I don't know, guys, it was probably not till 2015 or something that I got really clear on this. But my tagline was a place where WordPress and marketing collide. I'm like, I'm going to own the space. And I'm not a developer. I'm not a programmer. So I really God, I got into that. And truth be told, I don't miss the WordPress community. I miss friends. But I didn't miss the community for something that's supposed to be based on open source and community. And can I just tell you guys that probably three years ago, I wouldn't have even said this publicly. But it wasn't all warm and fuzzy and welcoming. It just it really it isn't to this day, to my understanding, there is an elitism for people who are the programmers or encoders. And there was what felt to me a massive distaste for anybody doing marketing. And I'm like, well, I've got bills to pay. I'm sorry. Do what you got to do. Um, but you know, it's I I really I, I don't know. I, outside of the friendships that I had and have in that space, hear my heart. I still love WordPress and a ton of people that are, you know, double down in there. Um, there was always that feeling of one of these things just doesn't belong here. <laughs> I'm quoting Sesame Street now. I am. That's a Sesame Street song. It wasn't until I decided that what you think of me is none of my business, which is one of my favorite Wayne Dyer quotes, that things started shifting. And fast forward to today, and I'm really aware that some of those feelings are starting to creep in. The biggest difference is I'm not waiting around for anyone to give me permission. I am friggin' done with that nonsense. Maybe that's the beauty of hitting 50. I'm just, I don't care. I've decided to claim it all. And the easiest way to claim it is to ask yourself a couple questions. What is my intention? And, you know, am I doing this from a place of integrity? I'm never going to be that person that's like, oh, I made $50,000 yesterday and I didn't, right? If I did, I will own it and tell you. If I didn't, I'm not going to make it up. I don't need to do that to anyone, to anywhere, right? It's just, there's no need for that. But truthfully, the best way to get clarity in your business is through the doing. Are you guys tired of me saying this yet? I feel like I am a broken record here, but you know, you can read, research, mind map, plan, and hire mentors all day long. All of that stuff works, provided you do the work as well. <clears throat> Another side note, just keep things real for you guys. As I was working on writing this post, which I started yesterday, and, you know, sometimes I sit down and knock these out. Other times I start it and then I've got an appointment or whatever. But <laughs> I swear, I felt myself being pulled in a bunch of different directions, none of which are urgent or need my attention. Obviously, I've got a lot going on right now, but it cannot all be done at once. All I'm doing, all I was was doing, because I'm obviously, I wrote this, I'm recording it. All I was doing was delaying the work that was right in front of me. And also needs to get done. You know, I sit back. I have been very proud of myself because I am on a pretty regular meditation schedule. I start my day with meditation and they're not long, but they keep me from being reactive. Every time I meditate and I come back to self, it, it keeps me from being reactive of, oh, wait, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I mean, guys, I'm selling and and I've got, you know, furniture donations next week. And I'm doing all this stuff and I've got to pack and I've got to get the house clean and just there's plenty of things here. And then I got to get situated in storage, right? So it's like, there's kind of like three things, get out of Boise, take care of business in California, get to Costa Rica and oh yeah, run your business, make money, right? 
all I'm saying is I get as distracted as the next person. And then I just, I don't beat myself up anymore. I don't stress over it. I don't feel guilty. I find that when I have those moments or those days where I, I literally can't focus on something in front of me, which has happened <laughs> As soon as I signed the contract on Costa Rica, I was like, oh my God, this is happening. And there have been a couple of times where I literally feel like I can't sit still. <laughs> so I'm like, you need to get up and go pack, or you need to go do something productive, get some of this energy out, and then come back to the task at hand. So I did a little bullet list about the clarity through the doing, right? And this is a little tough love. It's a little bit of, I'm going to say sort of, adulting, parenting yourself, whatever phrase works for you. Here we go. You're never going to get better at emails if you don't start writing. End of story, right? I mean, all day, you could take every course under the sun. You can work with me. That's my specialty now. And we could plan it out. You guys, I have written emails for people and they never plug them in and send them. You just, it's never going to happen unless you write it and send it. You can't build an email list unless you create a lead magnet or an opt-in offer and tell people about it. You need to add it to your site. You need to share it socially. You need to share it in Facebook groups when it's allowed. Um, you can run ads for it. There's You have to do the promotion to get people onto that list. You're not going to make a sale unless you make the offer. <laughs> you can't grow a podcast until you start recording it. You can't build a newsletter, a list of newsletter subscribers without publishing your newsletter. And you cannot charge more if you're not willing to pay other people what they're worth. So you get my point. I could have done this for, you know, you're not going to get Instagram followers without posting to Instagram, blah, blah, blah. You get the whole point. The most freeing thing you can do for yourself is to take complete responsibility for what you do, who you are, and what you want. This taking responsibility thing is, um, it's been an ongoing thread in the work that I do with my therapist because it all comes back to self-responsibility. And the, the flip side of that is just, it is what it is. It's not good, bad, right, wrong. It's, it's how we do things. It's how we move through the world. And if you want to change, if you want something different, taking responsibility means I created this, I can create something different. It's, it's true freedom and it feels um, I don't know. You know, in the United States, I, I think it's and maybe this is just my Catholic upbringing, but shame and guilt run deep and blame shame, guilt, blame someone else's fault, all of that. <clears throat> they tend to be common threads. And that gets you nowhere. It truly gets you nowhere. So if you say, well, what was my part in this? What was my role in this? And I'm just done expending energy over things I can't control. Of course I do. You guys like it happens but it's a conscious choice to shift that. So instead of blaming yourself and making judgments about what you do or don't do, and honestly, that's just another distraction that your ego is like, hey, look at me, look at me, let's feel bad. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyways, to quote Nike and Shia LaBeouf, just do it. You're going to be scared. Do it anyway. You know, I just, I have finally accepted that there really is not there's never a quote unquote perfect time for anything. I mean, seriously, you guys think about it. Do you remember 
taking a risk or trying something new. And it was like the, you know, the clouds parted and the sun shone on you and it said, now is the time to begin. No, it just doesn't happen that way. Um, Truly the only difference between you and someone who is where you want to be, they just started. They jumped in and did it. I'm not talking about people that maybe have all kinds of privilege, et cetera. Okay. Let's not, let's get nutty there, but here's a little story. So last summer when I sold my list explosion course, I followed Ramit Sethi's breakthrough launch. I had purchased that course months prior, but I knew that I was going to use it and go through it. And so I made a commitment to myself that I was going to do exactly what Ramit said to do when it came time to the email sequences for the launch. And let me say this, as far as email marketing goes, it really is my obsession now because it works. And uh, backing up when I started, this is an off script story. So bear with me. When I started my business, guys, I had the opt-in form. I knew I'd been everything I read and looked at the money's in the list, the money's in the list, the money's in the list. Okay. That's a bro marketing phrase of saying an email list is an asset that you can build a relationship with and sell to. Okay. And I just, I think that imposter syndrome totally got in the way for me. I was sporadic in how I emailed until probably was it 2015 or 2016 when I jumped in with my quote unquote, almost daily emails. And the only expectation I had was that I was going to stick with it and I was going to give it time to grow. And it did wish I had done it sooner. I'm telling you that right now. Anyway, so I made this commitment back to Ramit's course that I was going to do exactly what he said to do. It was an eight email sequence for the launch. And there is the fascinating thing about like writing and email marketing is you start understanding how to use language correctly to market. And that, you know, it has to be about your audience. It has to be about the transformation they want. And you start finding a way to use language that resonates with, with that message. And the thing is, it's not going to feel comfortable at first. It simply is not. And so these, you know, you'll see a lot of people out there that do things like how to sell without being smarmy, how to sell without being salesy. You guys, we've been sold to as long as there's been commerce. I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) And so this idea, if you have a solution to someone's problem, let go of whether or not you're making a sales offer. It's, it's just nuts. Anyways, um, moving on, uh, back to roommates course. So hand to heart, when I tell you that so much of this was way beyond my comfort zone, you know, sending the cart that's closing email on Friday evening, my stomach was a knots. I was just like, Oh my God, this just, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's hysterical, honestly. But it was like I was watching this conversation in my head the entire time. And what I did, you know, I doing this work with my therapist last year. We're still doing it, which is phenomenal. I we we went down some deep things where I had already maybe talked about stuff with her at sort of a surface level. I was ready to, you know, just freaking rip the bandaid off and we did it. And so I would remind myself 
of, hey, if you can talk to her about this, you can send an email. (laughs) Or if you can move out of state where you know nobody, you can send an email. And all of a sudden, it pulled this, this weight off of the thing I was doing. And honestly, like, come on, let's look at this. You're typing words on the screen and hitting send. There's nobody in front of me yelling at me. There's nobody, whatever. And even unsubscribes. I'm like, I don't, I just, I can't be bothered anymore. I still look and sometimes they sting, but it's like, whatever. I I send them love and move on, right? Here's the thing. Did it work? Hell yes, it worked. And just like Ramit had said, most of my sales came in at the end of the launch. And that Friday evening, the cart is closing email works. Hence the this shit works phrase that I live by now. And to reference the famous Chinese proverb, we have always, always heard. We have all heard, I'm sure. The best time to plant a tree was 10, 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So using email as an example, send an email tomorrow. You don't need to do anything else other than write from the heart, put a call to see what happens. I, you know, that's what I'm saying. And too many people put all these yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but they need all these pre-qualifiers and explanations for how to do stuff. I want to tell you, this is uh, not in the post. I had another story I was thinking about, including, and I'm going to have him, uh, a friend of mine back on the podcast. So I have to be kind of cryptic because it's not my story necessarily to tell, but um, he's done phenomenal in e-commerce. We met in the mastermind years and years ago, and he had a funnel do $30 million in three months. I'm not telling you that to impress you, but his journey there was one big leap of faith and risk after another. I mean, being willing to put his money where his mouth was and put himself in situations where he jumped in and was like, Hey, who can I connect with that can help me grow this? It was in the survival niche and whatever. Um, But it was, I I got the behind the scenes story from him and I thought, I don't know that I would have had the guts to do some of the things he did. And so all of this comes, everybody's nervous guys. Everybody feels this. Everybody wonders, am I the person to do this? And they question, who am I? But you do it anyway. That's the trick. The feelings are going to be there. The doubts are going to be there. The hesitation, the wondering is going to be there. Do it anyway. So here's my thought kind of winding down. And this is, who knows? I say I'm winding down. You never know with my off scripts. But if you want to take the time to plan anything, plan how you want your life to feel first. So if you've not done it, and I I can see if I can find a link. And I'm sure I've shared this a zillion times in the podcast. um, And that is... Frank Kern had an exercise that was to write out your ideal everyday day. And so the point is, you know, what is just a normal work day look like for you? And honestly, I've, I've been living it for a while. Truth. Um, it's just going to get better because I'm going to walk to the beach anyway. But, but really it's like, get clear on what you want your life to feel like. So for me, I remember when I decided I had an outsourcing company that was regular recurring revenue. And I'm like, I don't want I don't want anything to do with websites anymore. I'm not, I don't want to have developers and designers on retainer, blah, blah, blah. And I had to 
draw the line in the sand, so to speak for myself. I knew that was the only way to get out. Were there financial challenges after that? Totally. But I sure my days were less stressful. I knew that the client emails that come into my inbox now versus website clients night and day. And I knew how I wanted my life to feel. I like having a certain amount of white space in my life. It feels good. That's why I work for myself. If I wanted a day packed from, you know, eight to five, Monday through Friday, I would have searched for a job years ago. I don't want that. I love flexibility and freedom. I like being able to take a nap or when I was in California, float in the pool, just whatever it is. Right. And so as I look at this, I want a different quality of life. So hence my move to Costa Rica. And I am not going there to spend all day, every day at a computer. I've already, I I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot and I think I'm probably going to start my days earlier so that I can get stuff knocked out sooner, which will probably help Jody. She's on the East coast and let's see, I'm on mountain time, which now that we've done daylight savings, I believe is mountain and central is the same time for Costa Rica and they don't lovely appreciatively don't do the clock setting thing. (laughs) So that'll be nice with daylight savings. But the thing is, I want a quality of life. I want to earn more and work less, right? And I get it that people are like, duh, who doesn't? But I am very conscious of it. And so I have to be very conscious about how I spend my time every single day. That does not mean it is scheduled down to the minute. Because again, when my calendar is packed, it makes me cringe. (laughs) It does mean though, that I do whatever I have to do to be in alignment and I trust the process first and then I begin working. Hence my daily meditations. I know that if I can do that, I give myself 10, 15 minutes, sometimes at six. If I can do, you know, 10 minutes a day, how that keeps me focused in alignment and just I'm so much less reactive, you know, but I ask myself, if the activity that I'm doing is getting me closer or further away from my what I want, right? So my podcast is part of connections, relationship, growth, subscriber, traffic, all of those things. I love doing this. I have fun. This connects me to you. And so therefore, yes, this is getting me closer to that goal. You know, you do not need a bunch of complicated funnels, Facebook ads, a YouTube channel, a Facebook group, a clubhouse room, a complicated membership platform. All of those things work, not negating that. What you need is a problem that you can help people solve. You need a list of people who like who you are, what you do, and that you have a relationship with, and they trust you and they like hearing from you. You need an offer that solves their problem and gives them the transformation they desire. How you deliver that is up to you. And Okay, because clearly I can't wrap things up easily. But last little story, I was talking to my friend of India yesterday, and we were talking about a certain type of post. um, And he was thinking about doing one about specifically sharing tools like outside of his newsletter. And back in 2015, I think, (laughs) this is nuts, because I went, oh my gosh, I did something like that. And it was called my top five picks. And I did it every Friday. And I went to look (laughs) up. Which now if you go Google this, I'm, I will prove my point to you. So I, I went into the back of my site and I looked it up and I looked at the post and I was like, 
oh, this is a mess. <laughs> like short codes, no featured image because I've changed themes and plugins so many times. And I was like, eh, is what it is. I will get to it when I get to it. I can't be bothered, guys. And not that I don't want that to look correctly, but it's not hurting my business. All that's going to do is distract me from where I am today and what I want to do. So now it's on my list of things that I can do while I'm sitting watching TV, right? And I've got my laptop and I feel like doing kind of task type work. The point is there's always more you can do. Focus on how you want your life to feel and then serve people, serve people. You do not, it's just, I don't know when, when, you know, when I started my business, I had, I do still have big, hairy, audacious goals, right? We all have those. So I'm not negating that, but I, I refuse to not have fun along the way. So that's all I've got for you guys today. I love you tons. If you've not left a review on iTunes or Google or Spotify and all the places, uh, it would mean the world to me. I will be sharing probably in the next, I don't know, next month or so. If you're remotely interested in following this journey to Costa Rica, uh, I'll let you know where you can subscribe. And if you know anybody there, this is what's been crazy. Side note, total off script again is when I post it on Facebook, you can see on my personal profile, um, which maybe I'll link to it in the show notes about the place I got. I'm very excited. And a handful of people had already said, Oh, I know this person that moved there. I've connected with people. It's, it's going to be a really fun journey. I'm so excited about it. And I look forward to sharing bits and pieces here as well as on that new site. So until next time, guys, just go easy on yourselves. Have fun with this. Decide how you want to feel and then just stay the course. And if you get off, all good. Just course correct. That's it. Do not make a mountain out of a molehill. All right, guys, until next time, uh, have a fantastic day. That's all I've got. I promise I won't start. Well, I'm so attempted. Attempted? Tempted to sign off with uh, Pure Vida, which is pure life, simple life in Costa Rica. Anywho. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys soon.